Why don't my kids like the way I cheer for them? already I am laughing already I love I love that this is one of the best things about observing sports and then being involved in them is you, you have parents that go crazy for their kids and it's fun to watch and sometimes it gets the kids all fired up and they get going but every once in a while there'll be a kid that'll like grab me and be like dude I hate it when she does that <laughs> Why does he hey, have to yell like that? Why are you picking on mom? Oh, it's not just moms. It's dads. Sometimes dads. And dads, it's not so much like cheering for the kids. It's more like they get too yelly. And Like I grew up around a family that the, the dad would just ride the ref so hard, like the whole game, really, really loud too. And the kids finally talk to him and they're like... You gotta chill Stop. out. Was and, he the three second guy? Uh, three seconds the whole night. I mean, every travel, just you may as well have given him a whistle. It was fun, but <laughs> I bet he got like he got so much better after they had the conversation. Like he would, he progressed a long way, and that's why we're talking about this as a skill. The way we cheer for our kids, that's encouragement, and I think we all do that because we want to encourage our kids. But when we had Karen on the podcast, she talked about that experience. She had where her kids talked to her about how she was cheering for them and she would like yell and scream and be there for them and she was feeling really good about who she was as a mom and the kids came to her sons and they're like yeah we can hear how nervous you are when you're cheering like that and it's a great example of the skill of encouragement how the what the kids are hearing and what we think we're communicating can often be two very different things and that's the skill of encouragement and why it's hard to get right because Getting them to hear that message can be really tough. And when it is right, this is a glorious thing because yeah. everybody wants a cheerleader. Yes. Everybody wants somebody cheering for them, encouraging them. It also it doesn't, it's not always taking place at the performance. Before, Sometimes the after. best encouragement is before, after, during the week, random times. In the smallest spontaneous. ways. Spontaneous. Spontaneous is wonderful. All little things. And encouragement, again, this feels like a very, very simple skill. It's often one that we think we're already really good at. And yeah, you have to deconstruct a little bit. You got to look at the way you're complimenting your kids and, and see if it's landing the way that you think it is. It might be a conversation. It's one of those little, you know, go for a walk conversations and see if you can get them to share because they might be hearing something different. Like Karen's sons were hearing nerves in her voice. She was just cheering for him, but they were hearing nervousness and it made them feel more nervous. So encouragement is more challenging to get right than I think we think it is. So how do we get it right? Practice, communication, keep it really simple. Like the, where, where encouragement goes sideways is when we think that it's harder or it needs more than it does. The encouragement is just the little things. Should we play is or is not? I think that would be good here. Is that encouragement, is that not? Yes, let's do it. You look like you have something in mind. Hmm. Well, I immediately gravitate towards basketball. Of course, we do have over uh, And I immediately years. gravitate a little bit towards sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Let's see. Nate. Yes. Play great tonight, and remember, if, if you don't shoot it, somebody else will. Oh, I don't know if that's encouragement. <laughs> no? No, I, well. I said play I, great. Right. But Is there's, the, there's the add-on. I think the play great's mm. fine. The add-on wasn't good. 
And that that's actually a great point where you say play great. It's often we try to encourage someone to do something that they don't necessarily have control over. And like if we're encouraging somebody to try to control an uncontrollable, that can be really complex and impossible. Like playing great, I can't necessarily control if I play great, I can control my attitude, my effort. So the encouragement might need to be more directed towards something that's controllable. So if I'm celebrating attitude and effort, reminding them of other times when their attitude and effort mm-hmm. was supreme, then that... I love that. What you just said right there, I think is a big key to encouragement. Other times than that it's been great. Because when, when I say play great, I mean, I want them to play great. Right. But that is, I mean, that's also me projecting that upon a them a little bit, a little, a little bit of a little bit. Yeah. It can create pressure. And like kids are really sensitive to the, to pressure. They want so bad to please their parents and have their parents be proud of them and happy for them. They want their parents to think that they they've done a really good job and so that play great well intended might actually increase the pressure. But like you pointed out with uh, reminding them of times when they've done it in the past, I think that's more encouraging. Something along the lines of, hey, remember you've you've done great in these situations before. I know my dad was fantastic in the encouragement department with me and that was a that was a regular strategy that mm-hmm. he used with with me is reminding me of he would say hey remember and he would reference actual games and opponents and That's situations cool. specificity and, is really good here it was it was totally genuine it was remember when you did this I remember after an ankle injury and coming back, I was not 100% for the next game. And he reminded me, that was my senior year, year, and he reminded me of during my sophomore year, how I played. And I mean, this is back in the dark ages before we had, <laughs> before we had great, the great tape. physical therapy. It's, we had tape, but uh, we actually taped ankles. Duct tape. <laughs> but he reminded me of my sophomore year when I was injured on a Tuesday night and it appeared on Wednesday, it appeared there was no way I was going to play on Friday. And I played on Friday and, wow. and actually had a pretty good pretty good game and Saturday was really painful. Oh. <laughs> but he reminded me of that and, was, cool. and he was totally sincere. How, so how did you feel going into that game your senior year when he reminded you of that? Well, it just, I, I mean, I didn't know about all the brain chemicals at the time, but I'm sure my brain was just flooded with all of the good chemicals. Yeah. And you start, you start creating a visual in your mind of overcoming. I mean, I did. You've done it in the past. Yeah. I've and done that's, it. Confidence is just knowing that you can do something. You've done it in the past. You know, you can do it. That's yeah. cool. That's encouragement. Something that brings out confidence in your kids. That's, that's encouraging. So I love that. That's a great story too. Thank you for sharing that. And parents, there's a great opportunity right there. What are some great things your kids have done in the past? that you can bring up. And when you bring those up, you're encouraging them. You're letting them know you've done it before. I know you can do it again. Right. Yeah, I think that takes it. I think that takes not, not that there's anything wrong with the simple encouragement. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's there is great power in something as simple as a note. Like I hear mm. you, this is 
this mostly comes from the moms, I think. Uh, I, I'm sure there are some dads that do it, but you hear about moms leaving a note in a bedroom, in a book, in lunch, in uh, their equipment bag or different things like that, or a, a sticky note on, on the bathroom mirror, something, some note of, of encouragement. I think those are those are great. I, I mean, I just realized, I, I guess I didn't realize how lucky I was to have my dad be so specific. But yeah, that that takes it to another level, yeah. I think. Specificity is really important there. And you, uh, I know a guy that leaves notes. You're a, you're a guy that leaves notes. <laughs> I know you've sent me encouraging notes too. I, it's little things done consistently over time. Those well, add up to encouragement as well. I did learn, I learned that one from my mother. Up until she died, she wrote handwritten letters. Even wow. in the era of email and, and digital technology, she wrote handwritten letters. And I remember telling me once there is, there is great power in a handwritten note. That's cool. There's, and again, getting back to the concept of skills, the skill of encouragement, um, leveling up our encouragement and our skill to do it, I think is, is getting to know the people that we're encouraging. How, how well do we know our kids? How well do we know what encourages them and really getting in their space? Like a handwritten note for one, a text message to your kid might mean more to them than something else. So what you're saying is that every, even within a family, each different kids, each person is an individual and they may require something different. A handwritten note might just be almost dismissed by... But a big so, hug might speak volumes. Right. That's funny you mentioned that because we have, of our four children, we have one just that's a full-on hugger. Uh-huh. And then we have one that's um, not, so, off. <laughs> not so much of a hugger. So yeah, I see what you're, you're saying there. That, so how does, how does a parent find out? Is, it just, is this just trial and error? A little bit of trial and error, but it can also be communication. It can be the question of, you know, what do what do I do that makes you feel like I'm there for you? So what this, do you, what this do you just, appreciate that that I do for you? Like, do you like the notes in your? How does it make you feel when you do? And and it it seems like we are always coming back to communication. Communication. That's why it was the second level on the pyramid, the communication ring. Yeah. <laughs> Opening those doors, having having those conversations, and getting using casual conversations to spark more in depth conversations. It's a skill and a strategy, but encouragement that's a skill that that you can use to to grow a lot of these things and communicating helps you learn how to encourage your kids better and if you know what the type of encouragement that your son or daughter wants and craves yeah that that helps the parent to like the parent i was being just a few minutes ago when i said play great yeah i want them i want them to play great but saying play great that might, might not be might not be the most that, encouraging statement that might not be the phrase for that for that teen. Do you have more is is not? Yeah, I do. Cool. Let's go to another one. I don't know if I have a specific phrase for this one, but it includes the word but. <laughs> what if my encourage <laughs> What if my encouragement has a but or a checklist? Encouragement isn't conditional. If there's conditions attached to it, it, it it's not really encouragement. It's more of a reminder. It's like a fancy to-do list. Hey, Nate, play great tonight. Oh, see there, I went with that play great. Play great. Nate, score 20 tonight. I know you can oh do it. Oh my gosh. I know you can do it. And remember, if you do, we're going out to dinner. Oh, conditional encouragement, rewards. There's a lot of, 
So are rewards bad? Oh gosh, I could, you might want to put me on the nerd timer. Okay. <laughs> Behavioral One psychology. One minute. Uh, rewards, rewards used well can be good. It's again, I keep going back to self-determination theory, but in self-determination theory, they talk about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Extrinsic motivation is further broken down and there's levels to extrinsic motivation. You can use extrinsic motivation to help get somebody to be more intrinsically motivated. It's complex. Like it's more complex than we get. And as soon as we start rewarding to try to get somebody to behave in a certain way, it can turn into manipulation pretty fast. Is it, I mean, speaking of intrinsic and extrinsic, is it helpful for a parent in the encouragement department to know if the, if the teen is more motivated intrinsically or extrinsically? Yes, and it's almost stopping short of encouraging all parents to really, really get into self-determination theory. It's understanding the different levels of extrinsic motivation because there are extrinsic motivators that people interject. There's extrinsic motivators that some people identify with. And when you get to that level of identification with an extrinsic motivator, then it's almost it sparks more autonomous activity. So it feels more intrinsic, even though it's still an extrinsic motivator. So the rewards can get, they can be beneficial and you can definitely spark interest and get things going with rewards. But if you're consistently doing it, it's been shown over time, Drive by Daniel Pink's a great book on, on motivators and motivation through rewards. And it can decrease motivation over time if you're always bribing them or using rewards to get something. How did I do on the timer? Was I too long? <laughs> Well, yeah, I kind of, I, I jumped in there, but it was, I was enjoying it so much. I let you go over. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. So what about encouragement that this sounds like I'm just leading the witness now. <laughs> Lead me on. Lead, Lead me the away. witness where you're recognizing growth and progress. Uh, recognizing growth and progress as encouraging. I think that's very encouraging. If you're noticing the little things they're doing to make progress, I noticed that you did this. I noticed that you uh, changed the way you're doing that, honoring them for their journey. That's hugely encouraging. What would you, I'm going to throw a, throw, put you on the spot here. What about encouragement for a very competitive teen who is on a losing team, having a losing season? Keeping them focused on controllables and encouraging them noticing the things that they're doing despite the bad results. I love how you're showing up with a great attitude every day, even though your team might not be doing great. How would you? Good example. I've had the opportunity to be part of uh, a team that was struggling really badly during the season. And one of our team captains consistently in practice in games was grabbing younger players and coaching them and complimenting them. And I noticed him do it multiple times. And I was able to grab him and just after, after a tough loss and just say, hey, I noticed you're doing this. Thank you so much for doing that for the other kids, pointing that out. It means a lot to them and it helps our team, even though we're not winning games, to have a good experience. And so even if they're in the midst of what can be perceived as really challenging results, they can still be great. And when we notice them being great in the tough times, that's even more powerful for encouragement. Notice the things that they do well and, and then compliment them on those. What about a teen athlete where they're playing on a very successful team 
and you're nearing the end of the season and you can say, well, this isn't a big game, but it happens <laughs> to be a playoff game. Honesty is so. a big part of encouragement and you don't ever, you're not dismissive. You accept reality when you're encouraging well. And so being like, eh, you know what, this is a big game, but you've played in a lot of big games before and you've been successful. We're going to love you no matter what. The, those separating, I think you talked a little bit about this earlier, is the results shouldn't determine how proud you are of them. The results shouldn't be what determines the encouragement. And so if, if you can separate it from the results, that's a really important step to make. And if they're a part of a super successful team, that can be really hard. Because yeah, it's easy be... to praise the result, it's harder to praise the effort and the attitude. Well, that's why I brought it up, because some, sometimes the obvious challenge for encouragement is when you're playing in a competitive sport mm -hmm. and there is the scoreboard. Yep. And that's society's measurement. And so you want to encourage, but it, it becomes, it, it almost feels like this is really difficult, the encouragement piece, when they are just, they continue to lose. Yeah. And yet framed the way you've framed it and and uh, you know, thinking about those specific points and focusing not on results, focusing on the controllables, it's actually easier than it thinks, than it, it, than it seems. But that's where the skill comes in, is right. you, you have to, to lock in. I think one of the hardest situations to encourage a kid in is when the team is successful, but they're not playing a lot. Or if they're in a play and the play's really good, but they have a small part. Hard. Or they're not, they don't have the solo or they don't. And so you can have these situations where the kids are part of a successful team or situation, but they don't feel like they've made a contribution to it. And so the encouragement has to be very honest, has to be very specific, but still reminding them that they're, they're doing good. They're part of that success. And you can't just say, oh, well, you're part of that too. The specifics win. The more specific you get with the encouragement, the more meaningful it is because now it becomes on, honest. It's me telling that kid, I noticed you talking to this other player and, and tell them, like, I saw you talking to them during the third quarter, they're on the sidelines. And so they know that I saw it. They know that it's authentic. And if you can start, keep a journal. I mean, as, as parents, that's a great thing to do. Keep a journal of the things your kids are doing great and pull that out and then start using those. Instead of beating them over the head with the mistakes they've made in the past, use the things they've done well. Wow. That's encouraging. I really, I really love that idea. I think that's a good place to wrap, but I think I'm going to bring in the creation corner. Do it. I think this is a good time to, get, to challenge the parents to get curious, to start uh, thinking about what they can create in this within this little world of encouragement yeah. that's different and better than what they've been doing. I know there's a lot of good that's going on out there. I know there are parents that are sending texts to their kids. Oh uh, yeah. Encouragement. I know there are notes being written. I know there's the you know there's verbal, nonverbal. You have there are parents in the in the auditoriums, at the recitals, at the games. So a lot of, lot of good is being done here. But what can you create as far as encouragement for your son or daughter this week that's 
a little bit different and a little bit better. Love that. Powerful challenge. Go create. This is the Stop Parenting Star Coaching Podcast. We are Nate Crandall and Steve Galley. Thank you for choosing to be here with us today. Uh, we are here to encourage you to go out and continue to support and love and empower your kids to be the best they can be. Great job. Keep it up. On behalf of Steve Galley, I'm Nate Crandall, and we thank you, our loyal listeners, for tuning in to this episode. If you love what you're learning from the Stop Parenting and Start Coaching podcast, we would appreciate it very much if you would leave us a five-star review and some glowing comments. We also encourage you to share this episode with your friends and family who are parents of athletes and performers. And if you want to explore further and see what Steve and I are creating to help thousands of parents, athletes, and performers, please visit our company's website at createtransformbecome.com. That's create, transform, become, all one word, dot com. There you will find a growing number of resources to help you elevate your performance. Thank you again for your support, and we encourage you to create a magical relationship with your athlete and performer.